Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the BrickFlix.com podcast. My name's Stuart Wright and today I've got with me Beatrice Newman. Hello Beatrice. Hello. This is all very novel for me as I usually do this on Skype and I'm sat opposite the person I'm interviewing, which is always a pleasure. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's really good for you to have me here <laughs> and sitting in your living room, it's great. Indeed, don't spoil the illusion. <laughs> all we're, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. the high-tech studio. Yes, of course. So what, what, have we, what have we come together to talk about? Um, well, I've just started something which I'm doing for the first time. I just started a crowdfunding campaign okay. um, together uh, with Holly Daniel from the Edinburgh International Film Festival. And uh, we two came together. We are friends. And um, we've been talking. Uh, I always want to do something with her. And uh, um, I recently went freelance. So now I have a chance to work with my friends. And um one thing I I brought to her was um to do an event about new distribution methods and new distribution platforms which is an area a lot of people are really confused about and uh, and even I who I've worked in distribution and, and sales for the last 12 years and so I'm actually have really good access to what's going on in the distribution mm. world um trying to work out what works and what uh, what works and what doesn't work and you know which companies are actually successfully operating and uh in this space it's really hard to find out so i thought actually this would be a great event you mm. know uh me doing this research anyway um and help filmmakers to kind of get a little bit of a be- better picture what you can do to get your film out. So what's the name of the event? The name of the event is called Distribution Rewired. Right, and that's the name of the Indiegogo campaign. Is it That's Indiegogo? also, uh, yes, it's an Indiegogo campaign. So uh, we called it, uh, obviously, that's the name of the campaign, Distribution Rewired for a plugged-in film world. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so it's uh, been live since Monday. It's... How, when does it Quite close? exciting. Uh, it's going to close on the 14th of May, which I think is the day I'm going to Cannes. So that's, it's just going to be touch and go. <laughs> so what, if people, before we go into what, what, what the event is it's crowdfunding yeah. for, what are the perks that people can get if they were to support your campaign? Um, obviously, our internal gratitude, as always, <laughs> with these things. Um, but the, the nice thing is about working with the Edinburgh International Film Festival uh, is that we can kind of dip a bit into their coffers in terms of uh, merchandise they offer. Mm. So we gonna we you can for example pick up uh, the EIFF uh, delegate bag. It's something which is not official merchandise actually. Okay. Um, 
Uh, and so unless you are a delegate at the film festival, uh, you can't actually get it. Uh, we also got selling the staff t-shirts. So obviously normally only staff can yeah, get yeah, them. Yeah. And um, so these are quite exclusive stuff, which you otherwise wouldn't get. Okay. Then obviously, uh, because we are actually crowdfunding, we try to raise 15,000 pounds. Okay, so quite it's amount. quite an amount of money. So we kind of trying to find some bigger backers uh, yeah. who bring, get us a bit closer, so a bit how quicker. Long, what's, what's the lowest point in which you... One pound. We so started one pound. Okay. And obviously you can, you know, there's a there's an option where that you can just uh, put up any kind of amount you want. Yeah. And then you decide if you want a perk or not. Okay. Um, so, you know, if you want to basically put up three pounds, uh, that's totally fine just to to support us and because you like the idea mm -hmm. um but then we also have uh, you know we're looking for a headline sponsor they obviously uh have to shell out a little bit more for that they so they would have to come in for seven and a half thousand so for half of the money we want to raise but they're gonna be the headline sponsor of our event okay so if that's so is that is that so there is there is a, there is a, an option on there to be seven thousand pounds yeah. to be so underneath that then what are the kind of fun perks that you've got so here? my favorite one yeah, and on. there will be more yeah, um my favorite one which we actually only released today because um um it's always hard to get hold of people is um we managed to convince Irvin welch that he's gonna um tweet personalized rants uh, at people so contributors who take up that pack okay. um, we will give um, Irvin a bit of a profile and uh, also the contributors can kind of tell us a little bit maybe what they want him to rant about and you know how far they want him to go mm. and uh they're gonna get that on their twitter feed we obviously also gonna feed it on our uh on our twitter feed uh disturb revived and um yeah i really look forward to that i kind of i really hope people take to it but i, I was gonna say if anyone that i mean i follow every Welsh and yes yeah. him and him and a couple of others uh john baird is one of the scottish writer yes they can really go into overdrive in terms of uh lambasting anything that they see exactly. ridiculous from from politics right through to maybe something that they've just seen on the TV. Yeah, exactly. So we kind of, I, I'm, I'm really glad he got uh, back to me because he's just about to go on tour with his new book. So we just got him at so the how, right moment. How much does somebody have to pledge to get to get a rant from Irving Welsh? That's to... 50 pounds. Okay. So it's, it's um, affordable, but special. Okay, and what's your Twitter? What's the Twitter address for this this event? Is it event specifically got yes. its own Twitter? Yes, uh, it's at the strip revired. Okay. We couldn't quite put the whole thing up because it's too long. <laughs> <laughs> but that's and, and is is there a hashtag at all that we that we need? Uh, hashtag distribution revired, okay. and we also I if I can I include also support indie film. Okay, so let's just to summarize that campaign is open now. And it closes on what date was it in May? 14th of May. Okay, so yeah. I'll put a link with the podcast about that and people can check that out. Brilliant. So let's now talk about what it is you're wanting to raise money for. What is Distribution Rewired as an event? What is it, what is it aiming to do? Um, so we basically aim um, to kind of shine a bit of a light on, on this... Uh, you know, people call it alternative distribution uh, models. I mean, I think it's a bit tricky to talk about models because everybody who 
basically tries to piece a distribution together outside of the sales and classic distribution landscape, mm -hmm. which is kind of the area we are looking at. Mm -hmm. um, it, they, everybody kind of pieces it together in a different way. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, I wouldn't say we, you've got models, but you have all sorts of people in that space. Obviously you have VOD platforms, not just the big ones. You also have independent VOD platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, you have aggregators. I think a lot of people are not aware even what this means and what they do. Mm -hmm. So these are the people who are, um, they are basically middlemen between uh, filmmaker but also distributors and sales agents and the big VOD platforms, so Netflix, Amazon, uh, to a certain that, extent, what iTunes. What does Aggregator do then? They, basically, these big platforms, yeah. they are all about volume. Okay. So they're not interested in talking to individual distributors or sales agents or filmmakers unless you have a high volume. Mm -hmm. um, they don't want to talk to all these people. So basically, they use these middlemen, these aggregators, mm -hmm. uh, who talk to all these individuals and then go to Amazon with 500 titles. Okay. And um, the is there an equivalent in old money then in terms of how film used to be distributed? Would there be... Um, but it's part of the distribution, of mm. the conventional distribution really, because uh, I mean... I mean, actually, what's had it's really interesting what happens in that space because for me, uh, these these big VOD platforms like Amazon and and Netflix in particular, they're becoming like studios. You know, mm -hmm. they're making their own films. Um, you know, I just saw. I think it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Netflix, uh, becoming distributors, mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, they're creating their own content, and also in terms of where, how they deal, kind of almost it's quite a close system in terms of an individual filmmaker mm. it's really hard to get access to them directly yeah because they build this barrier they, they have their gatekeepers in that way they're acting a little bit like studios indeed yeah yeah, yeah. and um so uh uh these middlemen obviously it's important that you know them because that's your access to them and but they're also really very much part of the conventional distribution um, waterfall. So they basically, because DVD and Amazon actually sells DVD, so they're both their retailer, DVD retailer at the same time. Um, you know, VOD is basically replacing is the home entertainment outlet nowadays. Mm -hmm. And um, so uh, they are, you know, if if you look at the different platforms your film potentially goes out to the different windows you do, VOD is part of that. Mm -hmm. So there's two ways VOD comes into play. It comes into play as part of your normal conventional distribution. Mm -hmm. As a filmmaker, you don't have to worry about it if you're with a distributor because they do this deal with you. They do the deal with the aggregator. But if you're a filmmaker, you know, you still can get your film onto a VOD platform, also on all the big ones, if you go for an aggregator directly. So what, does an aggregator come along with, say, a hundred titles? Or are we talking hundreds of titles? Hundreds. Hundreds of titles, like, uh, here you go. Um, yeah. So how, I mean, and what we're talking about really here is how the internet and the expansion of broadband has enabled the delivery of films. Yeah everybody's home smartphone laptop ipad whereas before it was always about a visit to the cinema 
or a physical thing like a DVD, wasn't yeah. it? So, and when you say models, the fact is that there are umpteen choices now, aren't there? There are a lot of choices yeah. out there yeah. to go and to get to see a film. But equally, I'm guessing the people that you're going to be enticing to come to your event, Distributionary Wired, is those looking to understand how the market has changed mm. in this post-internet world. So yeah. it's interesting the way you describe um, sort of Amazon acting as much like a studio as they are a kind of content owner. So it's a bit like when EMI started making record players, yeah. they became a record label because if you sell records, then people buy record players. Yes. And sort of, or Sony, when they moved in from electrical goods, they moved into making movies because yes. it was content and music. You know, it's all about... And, and the, the thing with these platforms is is then the exclusive... exclusive exactly. Rights. I mean, Netflix obviously is the one that springs to mind. Yeah. And that's the... the most people will be familiar with the success of House of Cards, yes. for example, being a, a completely Netflix-only thing. Exactly. And, and you know, it's really, you know, they're all doing it now. Uh, you know, you have it now in Vimeo. Mm. Uh, and and it's really it's it's really quite interesting. I mean, I think also what... what I mean, I understand why they're doing it, because um, they... The VOD, the way it works, and that's also one thing, you know, we want to make sure people understand. A VOD it normally is non-exclusive. What mm -hmm. this means is you can be on, on all sorts of platforms at the same time. Yeah. Um, while, you know, normally, you know, if you go to a distributor office, you, uh, you, uh, whoever your distributor is, is going to distribute your film. Right. And then sub-license it to the TV station and it used to be, uh, you know, but actually v DVD obviously also went to different retailers. So it's almost kind of almost like a retail mm. and shop front as well. You're uh, approaching there. So they're taking on different roles. And, um, and uh, but the key thing is that it's non-exclusive and that you, uh, uh, that you can kind of, I think the key one of the key questions which we actually want to tackle as well is revenues. You know, what can you actually earn there? Because uh, for um, digital format, so basically often just streaming, you can't ask the same money as you could for a DVD, which is something, you know, you can uh, display, you can look at, and, you know, you used to obviously have booklets and lots of information in it, which mm, kind of went, went away, exactly. So, um, so you, the, in terms of the pricing, it's, it's just, uh, you can't ask the same amount of money for it, um, especially it being non-exclusive content. Mm. Um, and that has obviously, uh, um, you know, that has an effect on what, you you know what budget you have for uh the next film you make because the less money you get back the less money you have to make your next film okay. and you know it's it's quite it's not that hard to get your film online the problem is to be seen and and, and actually you know making some revenue mm. uh and and one thing which we really want to kind of work out and that's that's the kind of tricky thing i think mm is uh okay um if my film is on itunes amazon or netflix and i have a really small film i didn't have a big theatrical if i had any theatrical um you know I'm, i went for an aggregator it's on there but how do people know about it i mean yes you know 
you maybe tell your friends on Facebook, you tweet it on your channels. If if you are uh, not a massive Twitterati with 50k following, you're not going to reach a terribly large amount of people. And I can True. tell you, mm. uh, you know, part of the crowd of crowdfunding is and what I'm learning now is, yeah. um, you know, you might, I, you know, uh, because Edinburgh is the partner in this, we obviously have quite a big database of people we can reach. But actually converting that into a click um, and to actually into a purchase, and that's true, you know, for us mm. on the crowdfunding side, but also if uh, if you are one, uh, you know, if, if you're selling your film online, mm. that's quite a hard thing to do. No, no, no. I mean, we had a great example on Britflix where um, Gary Lineker, the match of they presenter. Yeah. His his girlfriend's in a film, Curse of the Witch, a British horror film, and he retweeted an article. Yeah. To three point six million followers, but that only resulted in a kind of five thousand spike activity. Yeah. On on Britflix website, so it's interesting that even having a reach that seems vast. Yeah. It's actually who are you? Re- the question then becomes. Who are you reaching and what are they interested in? Because yeah. volume doesn't mean a great deal, does it, if they're not? No, no. I mean, you know, if they're not your audience or, uh, you know, uh, it's, you know, getting them to actually then engage and actually just clicking through, not just reading your oh. tweet, for example, actually clicking on the link and clicking through and looking at it and actually spending time with it. Um, a lot of people, you know. So who, who are you expect? Who are you hoping? If you raise your yeah. £15,000, what kind of people are you hoping to have sat on the top table, as it were, taught? sort of lending their voice to this as well. I'm assuming the event will include those on the floor will be asking questions as well as they're being... Yes, yeah, so of... there will be a and a So uh, maybe I should tell a little bit what the event is yeah, uh, going to be. Yeah. Um, because then um, uh, then you can... Um, so what we... We hopefully, and uh, uh, we haven't confirmed, obviously, a lot of these things because we need some raise some money yeah, first. The, yeah, the, the, money, <laughs> the money is a big caveat, and that's why it's probably uh, on the show. But we, we are hopefully going to have, um, you know, a, a, a known guest mm. who is going to, uh, well, not a keynote speech, we thinking more of a keynote conversation, so somebody who either is uh, working in that space yeah. and, you know, is a, is a known uh, personality in that space or, um, you know, a known filmmaker who has dabbled in direct distribution as right, okay. we would call that space when you're trying to piece it together yourself yeah. outside of the so drawing system. a real picture of how it has worked for some exactly and and kind of just kind of have a bit of a case study you know depending either have a case study with a filmmaker or we have somebody who maybe comes more from the distribution side who kind of uh talks us a bit through okay that's these are the challenges, Ooh. that's what's happening, that's where we are at the moment. And, you know, and that's what, what we're looking at and that's what we think is so going to happen So in a way, the next. event's going to draw a map of the landscape at the moment. Exactly. In terms of direct distribution, video on demand and all that yeah. kind of thing. And then say, I guess to the people in the room, what 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 can you tell us that we're not saying yeah. or what does what questions does that raise actually i'm gonna try to or we you know we're all gonna try to do that actually 
uh, throughout the campaign start raising some of the questions because we kind of want to know mm. in advance. Our audience are the filmmakers, of, of course. course. In, in, in the first place. That's the people who attend Edinburgh Festival, isn't it? Exactly, and this is an event uh, which is going to be open to the delegates. So it's not a public event because I'm, uh, you know, if you're a film fan, you want to see all these things, but you're probably not so interested in the mechanics no. of how you get, the, this is getting to you. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, realistically, our audience are the delegates and it's a delegate event. Mm. So, um, um so what we gonna show, it's not just, we're not just gonna talk about VOD. Mm -hmm. We're gonna talk about cinema on demand. So we're gonna have a representative of a cinema on demand a platform. Basically, cinema on demand is where uh, you have a couple of companies like Tuck or uh, Our Screen, where basically they take on a film. You can go as a filmmaker there mm -hmm. or as a distributor. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, uh, it's it's uh, not just, lim you know, it's not a, a exclusive direct distribution model. Mm -hmm. And um, they book a couple of screens and then they pre-sell tickets. And if there's a threshold, if that's reached, then the screening mm -hmm. definitely is gonna happen and uh so that's a way uh to actually uh you know get your film there out there as well when actually the bookers before maybe weren't sure mm. if that wasn't too much risk in terms of the film but there is kind of an economic threshold for every cinema yeah, i mean jen handoff who's been on the podcast before yeah used our screen to get the borderlands yeah into the big screen you know sets up eight eight sort of it's like crowdfunding for yeah exactly things, exactly she set out for eight and six reached the threshold so it, it got a release in the same week six cinemas across england yeah exactly and and so that's kind of so we want we don't want to limit it just to the kind of video on demand side mm, of it okay. so we also want to you know we're gonna have a, a representative of a crowdfunding platform on the panel as well because crowdfunding it's not just about raising money mm. it's also about starting to create an audience for it and especially if you're trying to do it yourself and even just boistering uh, uh um you know a release even if it's done in in a more traditional way it's a great way to build an audience mm. and an engaging audience and you know while you know i might be complaining that people don't click through and pick up packs um i mean what i uh what i'm really not so no i'm pleased that it kind of uh, uh uh is working like that you know the social engagement actually when you do a crowdfunding campaign is really mm. high so you know people get in touch and they obviously they retweet but mm. they also kind of tweet at you and that's really and you know we, we get a really good feedback so far and people think you know think it's a relevant event and and uh and uh look forward in, to in, it to happen for it to happen for for someone who's trying to raise money to say make a yeah. movie you're essentially those people in by that logic those people that then buy into your movie at that stage yeah. are essentially keen advocates of your movie so that when yeah. you get beyond the point of having made it and you're trying to tell people to come and watch it you've got a group of people that yeah. are ready and also presumably socially social media active yeah to be starting to tell people your exactly film, your film they exists. they're gonna spread the word for you so does that i mean that that must mean a whole new group of skill sets for producers because if you're used to more traditional kind of go to people with pots of money, whether that be 
private yeah. individuals of high net worth or government funds around Europe, um, if you're dealing with anybody from an individual that's just giving you a pound through to someone that might give you £10,000 on a crowdfunding, they, they might demand some of your time and that, that conversation with them could be important Absolutely. in terms of your marketing later on. Absolutely, because I think, you know, the, the thing is, which you normally don't do and traditionally didn't do, you know, traditionally as a filmmaker, you made your film, that was your main job. Mm. If you were a producer, if you were a director, writer, whatever your job was on the film, you made your film mm. and then you handed it over to sales and distribution and they basically took care of it. I mean, that has actually long changed mm. uh, because... It's really hard to get to an audience nowadays. Uh, and, you know, uh, it has become an argument, for example, if you use crowdfunding uh, as a filmmaker on a film and you go uh, to a sales or distribution outfit and say, oh, hey, we already have like 20,000 followers uh, in the UK alone, that that is, a, you know, you bring value to the table because there are 20,000 people waiting for this film to happen mm. to actually get out there they finally can see it because they're already engaged so that is uh, you know that's that is uh really different and the difference also is that you all of a sudden you actually uh know your audience quite well which before i mean you i think very few people had direct engagement with their audiences mm. in to such an extent you know maybe at a festival you know people came up and spoke to you after the screening but you know you actually work and you have to work really hard I, and you come to appreciate your audiences as well i mean weirdly you could end i mean you really could end up with sort of statistics because i mean i mean it obviously depends how accurate what people put in as far as their identity online is but you genuinely could could understand that maybe your crowdfunding has got a bias to women in the north of England. And yeah. that might be where all you... And, and you might not know why it is, but yeah. if, but if it factually happens while you're running your campaign, yeah. then you do well to go and find out more as to why yeah, your project exactly. has an appeal in such a concept. Or, you know, boys under the age of 17 yeah. are particularly supportive yeah. of this campaign. And exactly. That, and you thought you had a firm for middle-aged women. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that kept, happens. <laughs> and and electronically, the, the, the yeah. feedback you, the direct feedback you're getting by who is supporting your campaign becomes sort of a kind of self fulfilling prophecy on where your film might end up. Equally, if you don't get any response, yeah. then you're kind of you're just a an old book getting dusty on the shelf, aren't you? Yeah, and, uh, you know that I think that's uh, especially you know I mean you and I we know times before internet and uh, where you actually engaged socially uh face to face more. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. <laughs> and you had to be on time when you met people because you couldn't send them a text <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or a Facebook I... message. But um you know, uh it's it's really um yeah, it's very interesting, isn't it? It seems it seems one of the biggest challenges, I think yeah. it, it, and because of I guess one of the questions and you've mentioned yeah. already is about the, the money you can make from these because it's all very well and good them saying because we know traditionally big films with big marketing budgets will go to the cinemas they will that will be a huge marketing campaign mm. that will be like its own little wave that carries on through to all the other alternative platforms so that by the time Iron Man 3 comes on Netflix it's kind of been through a whole load of yeah. other ways of you consuming that movie. 
If you don't already subscribe to BritFlix, just sign up for free at iTunes and you'll get the next episode right after we launch it. Or follow at BritFlix on Twitter for links to the podcast to stream from the website directly. Thank you. there are people making movies quite easily through Marvel or whatever that can get into two and a half thousand screens in, in America yeah, and yeah. It goes. whereas the independent filmmaker doesn't have that scope and there is work that can be done but also there are lots of questions that are unanswered at the moment because the rates of change I mean I, it's the, I mean, Cannes a couple of years ago there was a there was a seminar talking about not I mean I was used to in business terms to hear the, the, the expression paradigm shift you know we've gone from yeah. this to that yeah and what people kept talking about was market disruption where it's like we go okay so this is how we do it and then they go oh no there's this and then there's that yeah and suddenly they, and they all work yeah but, no, but we, we're still in the middle of i think we're in the middle of the paradigm shift yeah it, I, it's not over it's yeah, not yeah. over and 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 but uh, and that is kind of you know the inspiration for this event as well yeah because you know, uh, there's a lot of ways out there. Well, the key thing is, so the mm. motivation totally is, we kind of, what we want to do with the event is to show, okay, first of all, if you don't get a distributor or sales agent on board of your film, but you, for example, you're really attractive to festivals, so you, you have this festival run. Mm. Um, what we kind of want to make sure is, okay, there are other ways that you can keep this film alive. Mm. This doesn't have to die a dire death and not be seen again. Mm. But it's really hard work. Because, mm. you know, that's why you have all these people in on the business side, on the distribution side. It's a ha- you know, if you would uh if you would give them all credits like you do on a film production, the the roller end roller would be, I don't know, three times as long. <laughs> And uh, and so that is the kind of thing, obviously, if you go out there and you try to piece it together, first of all, what we're trying to do is to show you a little, to kind of just uh, break it down a bit mm. and say, okay, there's not just VOD platforms because just plonking on a VOD platform doesn't get your film seen. Yeah, that's because back to the point I said before, that's like yeah. putting your book on a shelf in a library yeah. and it's just going to gather dust. Exactly. So, so... But there are, for example, if you combine it then with some of the independent VOD platforms which start to work quite well mm. and you might not know about them. So we're going to introduce some of them because some of them work, you know, you you know, you have one in Austria, which actually works really quite well for it. And we hope we have them there. And uh, but they are very focused on on their home market. But maybe you have a film which is quite interested for, uh, interesting for Austrian audiences mm. it might work quite well so it is worthwhile to be on that platform and what these independent VOD platforms do they market your film mm. they make your film visible they have all sorts of means and every everybody goes about it in a different way they all have their own selling points um, how they feature your film and what are the audiences they're talking to so it's worth uh, you know, just being aware that, listen, it's not just about Netflix, iTunes and Amazon. Mm. Um, you, there are other people out there who are doing stuff. And uh, yes, it's really hard for you to find out about them. So that's where we're trying to help. So, yeah, so you're going to publicize ideas that are out there in addition to the big 
the big yeah. sort of showstoppers that we know about in this exactly new, this exactly brand new world and and you know there are loads of people you know we, it's really interesting we get mm. also lots of since we started crowdfunding campaign we get approached by people mm. and say listen i do this and i do that i would love to be part of your event you know mm. we have an app to find indie films or we have you know we actually mm. i have a, uh, a vod platform never heard about it so you know so there, there's all pe sorts of people already coming out of the woodwork mm. and that's exactly what we intend to do we want people to come out of the woodwork and you have you have specialized marketing services who help you with social media campaigns mm. because that's and that's what i just started to say you know when I was talking about the army of um, armies of specialists yeah, 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 yeah. who work in distribution, mm. you basically, if you're trying to piece it together, you have to replace all of these people. Mm. You know, you people who know how uh, how to get to an audience, mm. who actually know what audience are out there and what they do, mm. and then okay it's fine if you know who they are but what do they like where what what do they read and so which magazine do we have to advertise in mm. or which online publication do well yeah we have and we had, again talking in. about who we've had on the show before we had the organization called social placement yeah and they talked about how they're helping filmmakers harness the power of social media as part of their marketing campaign and that that marketing campaign i was like we learned from when they came on starts well before the movie's ready for release. Yeah. It starts with, you know, if, you, if you're on set with with somebody who's got some celebrity, and that might be 30,000 followers on Twitter, but that's that's 30,000 people that can start to be told yeah. that there's something going on. Exactly. And they might well, they may well have a, an affinity with a brand. And so suddenly you've kind of doubled your money already. And if, you, if you're on set with a 5D camera taking a, talking into it and you give somebody two minutes to put on their website, You've now given somebody content yeah. that's actually talking about your movie. Exactly. They might, might be showing off, I don't know, a Fred Perry shirt or something. Exactly. At the same time. And I'm not saying that's how it how Yeah, it's yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, and but, it's really interesting a lot. I, I think, and that's something to talk about too. And we definitely will have, you know, I think branding is something our filmmakers should be very much looking to in terms big, of financing. It's a big leap, isn't it, though, from putting a back page ad on, on a yeah. magazine? I mean, we're not, that's kind of like, almost like old hat now isn't yeah, it i mean yeah. if you're if you're iron man 3 or whatever then yeah you're going to do that but why would you why would that be any value to no it? exactly and and you know most most um you know especially i think because indie film you know there isn't as much space on it on mm. the big screens mm. it's really hard to get an indie film or in in kind of a general release in, sort of way in your experience have you got an example of of where of a film that, that, that got a that got a life because of alternative distribution that currently now exists in the new world. Um, Is there you can think of that Well they they are um well, there are a couple. I mean, often they are mixed models, I must say. Okay, well, that's You know, uh, um, you obviously, you know, uh, you had, uh, which is uh, one of the microfilms, Borrow Time, they basically did the theatricals or the cinemas yeah. themselves. And, and, you know, you have, and that's also, you know, that's part what we're going to introduce as well. You have um, independent consultants and professionals who basically you can engage to book cinemas for you because again um, cinema chains in particular they're very pretty you know they don't want to talk to everybody you know 
they don't need some endorsement as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and also in terms of getting the screens you want, you know, it's no point in getting, uh, you know, the screen in wood green if you have a film which should be at the uh, Kirsten Soho. Mm. You know, you if you have an art house crowd, you need to be in an art house, you know, art house audience, you need to be in an art house cinema. So it's not just about getting into any cinema, it's about getting into a cinema which actually attracts your audience, okay. where your audience goes and sees a film. Mm. You know, uh, if, if your audience is more of a picture house audience because they like, you know, almonds instead of popcorn, mm. um, as their cinema snack, then they probably don't want to see your film at at the their local Odeon. No, sure. Um, so you it's so people are you know uh, you may do well uh, engaging than a professional, mm. um, and you know there are people out there you know uh, like. Martin Myers and Dave Shear and Viatonic and you know there are more and more people out there and mm. that's kind of where this is all going who um, do this booking who have a leverage with the exhibitors and, and you know help you to get into the right cinemas and also just who, who know what the right but cinemas that, that's are that's an interesting point because I think, I think we can get too, too caught up in the idea yeah. of the brave new world and where the internet is but actually cinema still is something that exists in movie houses and, and stuff yeah. and, and, and again people we've had on, on the podcast before a common people is a film shot in two in common yeah exactly and they went to clap and picture house and because of the locality the filmmakers they were able to drum up enough enough excitement that they managed to get a few weeks at six o'clock every day in a cinema and they were getting people through the door now that wouldn't have happened through traditional that was no. the, that was the filmmaker Having a conversation with a local cinema and that access, I mean, it, it is there. There is there is every which way you want to try, I suppose. But like yeah. you say, if you're going to try and get it into a view in Westfield, you're not going to be able to walk in the door and go, "Excuse me, Mr. Manager of View, I'd like to book a screen." And it'll go that's seven thousand pounds, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it might be. Well, it, you know, but it's not impossible. Uh, you know, true. It's not impossible because, uh, especially if you're local, I think if you if it's not a West End cinema, I think you would have a harder mm. time to do that in a West End cinema. But mm. I think if, if you go to, to your local screen and you're maybe a local filmmaker, it's not impossible. No. Um, and it's always worth a try. But it was interesting, I mean... Uh, it, and if it... The thing is, they're gonna... Depending, you know, if... For Clapham uh, Picture House... Uh, having common people, which was set on, on Tooting by Common, mm. uh, which is actually local, yeah, yeah. that made sense to them. Mm. So if it makes sense to them to have this local screening, there's no reason why they wouldn't say yes, and it's worth knocking on their door. Yeah. But, you know, uh, uh, not every film lends itself in the same way to these kind of True. local that, that, would be a, that would have been a harder conversation <laughs> yeah. if you walked into the Curzon in Soho, because they'd yeah. be like, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, just thinking there about um, it, it went, went at the Screen Summit back in December. Yeah. Um, they talked a lot about the value added to a movie if it's had any kind of theatrical. Yeah, race. absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I mean, even. Um, it, 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 just, it, yeah. it even seemed to say the value of its theatrical release trumps now any kind of sort of celebrity value you know if you're going with we haven't had theater but we've got a celeb they'll go well 
all right, well, why haven't it? The question is, why hasn't it had theatre then? Not, yeah. oh, thanks, it's got a celeb in it. So it, it, it must be quite reassuring for traditionalists that still a movie gets its real value in, in, the, yeah. in, the, in the alternative market that's emerging. Absolutely. I from... think, you know, it's all and it comes back to, okay, how do you get people to know about the film? Mm. If, you, if you get it into the cinema and you drum up, support for that because i mean uh you do have to if you you know you still will have to rally an audience for it mm. uh and um you know a cinema they put up the poster they uh they trailer it maybe in front of of uh um film which uh, works which uh, is uh, usually it's the same certificate mostly, mm. <laughs> mostly the selection criteria um, and but they're not gonna go out uh, to people and and make a big thing about it you have to do that yourself mm. so uh, but you know obviously the moment you get into the cinema you have a chance to get reviewed by press you know all of a sudden you use you, you raise a, a sort of awareness which goes beyond your friends and family mm. and you know you are displayed outside because you know i i'm I think we've all have gone on a Friday night for, I actually want to see a film, let's see what's uh, uh, in the local picture house. Um, and you go up and you say, oh, okay, uh, that's what's on now, Harry Potter, I'd, uh, not for me. Common people, I wonder what's that. Oh, oh, I, I left yourself a tooting back common. Oh, I mm. quite fancy that. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, uh, you all of a sudden you're reaching people you wouldn't have reached otherwise. And, you know, you, you have a chance to get reviewed in in the press and mm. all of these things which you don't get if you just have a film mm. somewhere online. So, you're, you, you're, let's, let's remind everybody at this yeah. point, the event's called what? Distribution Rewired. And it's Indiegogo campaign that runs until when? Until May 14th. You're trying to raise £15,000. Yes. Before that date. And there are perks as big as somebody wants to pay 7500 yeah. to become the headline sponsor. But there's anything from upwards of a pound. Yeah. And £50 you can have a rant Twitter. Yeah. With um, Irving Welsh of all people. Exactly. And the more money you raise to... I mean, it's not, it's not a all or nothing. The more money you raise, the more money you have available in terms of being able to invite and cover expenses and things of people exactly. to speak at the event. Bas- basically what it is for, uh, what we're raising for money is we need to invite people to come mm. to actually speak. We need to, you know, all these uh, platforms, aggregators, marketing services, they all are very, very busy people. Mm. And we have we have to help to, to make... It's the first time we do this event. Mm. You know, it's always hard for a first event to to be something people think they have to be at. Mm-hmm. So we have to give, we have to help, we have to incentivize a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, and I also one thing has to be said in terms of just being a bit more innovative, how to get film out there. America is uh, always ahead of us ahead of the UK and ahead of Europe, I would say by two, three years minimum. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if we raised a bit more money, we could actually get some of these guys over and give us a bit of a glimpse of the future. 
Okay, so there's opportunity if the money goes beyond the 15,000 to be bringing over. Exactly, then we can really space. kind of look at, at, you know, guests which can open this up even more. Mm. And I mean, that would be amazing. Okay. You know, and uh, by the way, so uh, everyone who maybe wants to have a peek at that event and at this world, it's actually going to be during the film festival in June on okay. the 22nd and 23rd. And we're really going to, I mean, you know, even if you don't reach the time, we're going to try to make it happen. We're going to try to find the money somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and maybe, you know, and scrape together somewhere and we gonna make it Call happen. Call in a few favours maybe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, because we really think, you know, it's it's a conversation which needs to be had. Uh, we really want it to be a bit more transparent mm. and um, also, uh, you know, it's especially for for filmmakers who are just starting out. I think they also need to know what kind of world they're growing into. No, no, no. It would it would seem that you know there'll be there'll be textbooks that'll be able to explain to you how money how money's raised from a film, how money is made from a film. Yeah. In all the traditional ways, right? Probably up yeah. until DVD. What there won't be is necessarily a transparent view of how money is yeah. made if an Austrian specialist yeah. VOD platform. Netflix, iTunes, and whatever else you might get your film on, it's going to bring your money back for you to then plough into your yeah. next movie. Yeah, uh, and and it's really, uh, you know, it is a changing world. And also, I think, you know, it's it's not a difficult. It's it's a very difficult thing to do. I mean, I um I started lecturing at Sheffield Hallam University, and I basically introduced them to all to this world. Mm. So my my I talk about sales and distribution. And, but also financing and everything. And mm -hmm. I actually explained them the, the traditional system that was yeah. part, obviously, of them to, to understand what it is. But then what it made really clear is how much work goes into that and how much ground you have to cover. Mm -hmm. And I think people have to go in it with open eyes. They yeah. have to understand what it's going to take and then make an informed decision what they're going to do with their film. So there are so many more opportunities, but then you have to make a conscious decision oh which, God, yes. which opportunity you think you're going to take with your movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, just the crowdfunding, yeah. it's a full-time job for me at the moment. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that's at the point where nobody gets paid. Mm. So, you know, and that's, that's the truth for every filmmaker who raises money. Mm. on crowdfunding it's at a point yeah, where yeah, nobody yeah. actually yet you know gets paid in any way mm -hmm. so uh you have to really i think it's you know and it's funny because i you know i try to kind of educate myself a little bit about what it's going to mean to raise money that way and everybody says oh it's so much work than than i thought mm. and uh it's so true but you don't <laughs> because you don't really know once you get into it mm. how much work it really yeah. is it's not it's, <laughs> it's people might people might be cynical and go oh you're just trying to get free money yeah but then when you when you break down the work that you might do you know if you just you know the time you're now spending doing just this podcast the time you spend preparing a press release and they're just too finite items that have yeah. to be done yeah and then you've got all the other conversations that happen exactly and you kind of should either you know if you're a filmmaker make your film as well or uh in our case actually 
work on the event. Yeah, yeah. So, so t- you were saying you said earlier on that you're going to be sort of collating questions that are coming up as part of the kind of the big. Yeah, the no, big, exactly. How, how, are you, how are you sort of identifying? Are you are you inviting them or are you just identifying them as um, something that is as something you as part of? The I event? will. I will kind of probably ask some leading questions on Twitter and help people um, engage. Okay. Um, what will that be? And... Will that be through the at. Uh, that would be at at uh, Distrip Rewired. Okay, okay. Again, we'll, um, put, we'll put the details with the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Because also, um, I chose an event name which I struggled to pronounce, <laughs> uh, which is not that, which I didn't realize until I had to do it for the crowdfunding video <laughs> and kept stumbling across it. <laughs> Oh, so yes, please put it up on the website. I will, I will. Well, look, look, one, one last thing we like to... So, let, again, it's the final reminder, the crowdfunding has started. Uh, it runs until when? Um, May 14th. Okay, there'll be a link with the podcast for people that want to. Anything, for those very generous people who want to headline, sponsor a festival, uh, an event at Edinburgh Festival, then you could give £7,500. Um, but for those wanting to give just a pound or just the ones who want, to, who want to share it with their Twitter friends and Facebook friends that will help publicise the event for other people they might know who are interested from a film point of view yeah one thing I forgot to say and which is really important because that really uh, we're gonna have a marketplace with one-to-one meetings with a lot of these guys and what we're gonna do we pre-select projects this year round just because it's the pilot event so they're gonna be a call out for uh films uh for projects to participate in these one-to-one meetings um and what we're looking for is really uh not films at script stage it will be films which are at least in post-production so we want we want we want we want filmmakers who are actually interested in exploring um, you know, so your uh, experts you get for the for the event will be available for exactly one to one for a select number. Exactly, okay. and um, so this will this call out will go out in a couple of weeks time. So, so people listening definitely should yeah, be following your Twitter. Definitely, then. definitely, uh, okay. we will definitely do that, and um, and you know it can be also films which maybe are in the middle of their festival run or maybe at coming towards the end of the festival run, and the big time hasn't happened in the sense that somebody amazing picked it up and okay. and took it off the table and they are seriously now rethinking their options and and you know want to understand what to do now with okay, this well, that sounds like a great opportunity for someone and to, to, to take advantage of we're selling two places so if you uh, if you want to make sure you're part of that yeah. two places are sold as perks on our campaign and how much do you 500 okay okay cool um so one last thing we like to ask people and i knew i should have said this to you before uh, we the podcast because you know what know the answer immediately so um is we like our guests to recommend as a british movie that has been either over overlooked in and lost in the t- annals of time or i think given what we're talking about a film that may have sort of recently been released a british movie that that you really enjoyed that because of you know the the the, the, oh, the i guess the, the amount of films that are out there has maybe been missed now I could do with maybe a one-to-one with one of your experts <laughs> to, to, help, to help get it an But, you know, a, a film in recent years that maybe, a British film from recent years that you think deserves a bit, a bit of attention. Well, actually, 
I uh, I think I'd like actually to plug a film which did not do the direct distribution route, but okay. I think uh, which is actually a pickup I did uh, for the company I work for, for works. Uh, because I think it's a brilliant film and I think uh, very few people actually have seen it, which mm. is called Kelly and Victor by okay. Kieran Evans, who actually won a BAFTA for it. Okay. But, film, and uh, I think I it's it's not an easy film to watch. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, about um, um, impossible love and, and, uh, and it's... Um, it's not a graphically violent film, but it is a really tough film to watch. But it's really worth it. It's right. really worth it. It was one of these films I watched. It wasn't even finished yet. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've, I used to, you know, it was my job to watch a lot of films. Yeah. And, and you, when you watch it as with your business mind, you kind of watch it differently. You don't get as emotionally yeah. involved. Thinking you, you have to have a bit of a business head on. And I tell you, I walked out of the film and my knees buckled and I was in the middle of Soho in the afternoon really? out of an industry screening. So that's my top tip. Okay, now we'll take that top tip. Yeah, because I, I heard an expression that, some, that, that sort of covered a film that with uh, with dark tones and somebody referred to it as being it, it isn't visually graphic he said but it's emotionally graphic yeah exactly so that you feel like you've been through the yeah the that mixing. one that one takes you through the mill and actually it's based uh you will like that it's uh based on a novel by niall griffiths who's a liverpooler okay and it's uh actually it was a really good book to read okay well i may i may well read the book first yeah. well thank you very much for your time uh, and good luck with the crowdfunding. We'll put the link up and everything. And good luck, obviously, prepping for the event as well. Thank you very much. And thank you for your time. It's podcast. If you don't already subscribe to Britflix, just sign up for free at iTunes and you'll get the next episode right after we launch it. Or follow at Britflix on Twitter for links to the podcast to stream from the website directly. Thank you. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.